It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Kastrovin, and this is our latest look at the Detroit Tigers. I'm joined, as I am each and every week, by Jason Beck. And uh, the Tigers had an off day in the middle of this week. It's a good time to assess where things are uh, at about the halfway point of camp. And, of course, as usual, our buddy Beck was all over it. Jason, I thought we'd dig into your article, uh, three takeaways at this stage of the spring. Number one, the Tigers have a 6.93 ERA through their first 13 Grapefruit League games. And as you wrote, Anibal Sanchez, Mike Pelfrey, and Mark Lowe, three guys uh, with big contracts who struggled last year. They've had a big hand in that number. What do you make of those struggles uh, of those three guys in particular? They're owed a, a combined $30 million this season. Well, you know, we're, we're kind of waiting and seeing on, on Sanchez. He's, uh, as we uh, record this, he's, he's pitching today in Fort St. Lucie. But, I mean, all in all, up until this point, you know, they haven't shown many signs of, of really getting it back. I know it's early in spring training, but at the same time, it's a point when pitchers you expect are ahead of hitters and also a time when, you know, a lot of these guys, they knew they'd be coming in fighting for a job, uh, contract or not. So, you know, that they knew that they had to, you know, and I know Sanchez and Pelfrey in particular worked very hard to uh, try to come into spring training with, uh, you know, with their games in shape. Uh, you know, Sanchez worked out in California and, and tried something different with his routine. Pelfrey lost about 25 pounds. We're working with a little bit more, try to get a little bit more agility out there. So it's, you know, it, it's setting up for what's going to be a really intriguing intersection between this team looking to get younger and this team looking to win now. It's a team with heavy payroll concerns, and it's tough to pay a guy to not pitch for you. But at the same time, if this is their last run with the team that's it's currently constructed and they want to take the best pitching staff, they might be forced to, you know, to eat contracts on, you know, on one or more of these guys. Yeah, as much as we know the numbers themselves don't matter in spring training, it, it sounds like Brad Ausmus has been pretty exasperated with the, the pitching in general so far. Yeah, I mean, it's not the numbers so much as, you know, it, it's what goes into the numbers. It's, it's the pitching. Um, it's the walks. It's the hitters counts. The guys, and, and, you know, not the scapegoat, Calfrey and, and Sanchez and Lowe. They're, they're not alone in this. Bruce Rondon struggled with it before he left for the World Baseball Classic. Other guys have done it. I, ironically, the younger guys have been within all right, and I imagine we're going to talk about that in a minute, but a lot of veteran pitchers you would expect to uh, to be able to know what they have to do to be ready have looked at times like they're searching for it right now. Well, on the on a brighter side, your second takeaway was about uh, some young players who were making a push. Uh, let's start with Daniel Norris. In his last start, he became the first Tigers starter to post uh, three innings this spring. Um, 
you know, this is a guy who I think a lot of people pointed to as a potential breakout candidate in that rotation. Um, maybe not to the level of a Michael Fulmer last year, but but certainly uh, to a strong level. Yeah, I'll tell you, there are some people who think you know maybe not the, the same sensational thing because we've heard a lot more I think about Norris the last couple of years than we did about Fulmer, even as hyped as Fulmer was last spring. But you know the stuff has always been there at least since he's been the Tiger, and you kind of wait and see. Well, you know. When is that stuff going to come together with the, the know-how to pitch and the confidence that goes with it, and the confidence that showing like he doesn't have to throw the perfect pitch every time? And the last down he had, you kind of saw that building. You saw that where, you know, I think what, what stuck with me that outing in Clearwater was we talked about trying to get guys out in three pitches or less. And for us, that that was the phrase that David Price used a couple of years ago in terms, you know, to describe his philosophy on, on trying to get guys out and trying to pitch deep in the games. If you can get Daniel Norris to adopt that philosophy with that type of stuff and be consistent with it, I think he's got a dynamite pitcher who could, who could really be a boon for these guys and help lengthen this rotation out. And then two other uh, young names of note, you know, names we've, we've heard quite a bit about in, in the Tigers system. It sounds like they could be making a push for the big leagues. Uh, Joe Jimenez in the bullpen and Jacoby Jones uh, making a case for that center field job. Yeah, I think in the case of Jones, you know, there's a little bit of a muddled race there in, in center field. So there, there might be a little bit of a feeling like he's kind of winning this by default because nobody else has emerged. But he has looked good. I think he's really impressed extensively for somebody who hasn't played center field full-time for a length of time. Uh, he looks very comfortable out there, and he looks way more athletic than I think you would expect when you look at his big frame. And I think that really stands out. I, I've said a few times already this spring that watching him reminds me of Brandon Ames when he was younger and they were trying to figure out his position after they moved him out from behind the plate and were trying to figure out if he was going to be a third baseman or an outfielder or if he could be their center fielder in the future. And he's almost like a bigger version of him. He's got that athleticism, and you feel like you could commit him to any one of a number of positions, and he would fit in all right there if he applied himself. And I feel like he's applying himself in center field to a point where if nobody else emerged and they wanted to, he could be the strongest defensive option they have in center. And he could handle Comerica Park center field, which is saying a lot. That's impressive. And Joe Jimenez, you know, we've been kind of having a countdown on him since last summer. And what he has shown, granted, just a couple of outings, but he looks like somebody who's really determined to make the decision hard to send him down. I think eventually that's going to be a decision at the end. But the more guys struggle who are presumed to, to have a better shot at big league jobs, it's going to be tougher and tougher to say no to this kid. And even if you do, it won't be hard to give him a call up early in the season if, if trends like this continue. All right, back to your third and final takeaway uh, revolved around one guy, Nick Castellanos. Uh, he was in the midst of a breakout season last year before injury struck, and sounds like he looks really good in this camp, uh, possibly pushing for that number two spot in Brad Ausmus' batting order. Yeah, he looks like somebody who's really come in with the idea that 
he plays a crucial role in this lineup, and he really wants to embrace that and become more than just the young guy in the lineup. I think he's, he looks to make that jump to become a core member. And for this team to, uh, to thrive beyond this year, to, to, to have a chance to, to be a good team after guys like J.D. Martinez and potentially Ian Kinsler and guys like that leave, they need Castellanos to step up. And he's shown up ready, and he's shown up with a mindset that he wants to do that. He's running more aggressively. He, he looks confident at the plate. He looks more confident defensively, which I know has been a point of a lot of skepticism, you know, around baseball when you talk about it. But he looks like somebody who's more agile and has a way better idea on how to play hitters when he's over there at that hot, at that hot corner. All right. Good stuff, as always, from Jason Beck. I want to thank him for joining us. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Detroit Tigers edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.